If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, June 20th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host, Greg. Happy five years of Kind of Funny Games Daily to you. Happy five years to Kind of Funny Games Daily to you. I had this at the top of housekeeping. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our anniversary, motherfuckers. If you didn't know, Kind of Funny Games Daily has been around five years as of yesterday. Barrett, roll the TikTok. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. Hit that, motherfuckers. Up, watch. We got time codes for the YouTube kids. Slap them, Gary. Yeah. Tim, if you want. I didn't agree I, to Tim this. Cortez, can I get a hallelujah? What the hallelujah? No! While you were reading that question, I was miles away. <laughs> this show is brought to you by food and water. We have none, and I need some. <laughs> you don't even know how to react to that. This might be the freshest episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily to date. Who likes Jared Petty? 13 items on and the Roper Report. Honest today. Baker's Dozen! Number five is Yoshi. You would put the switch light in the dock. No, why are you saying that? What is happening? Andy, what the fuck is happening behind you? If you're not making moves, you're standing still. Until next time, game daily. Barrett, bring down the lights. I don't care. What? There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Five years of games daily. What I appreciate about that video is it is a daily news show that has been running for five years, and not one of the clips in there was about the news. <laughs> you got a lot There was of no, like, the what, what at the PlayStation, uh, you know, or PlayStation leaving E3 or something. It was a piece of cake falling over in the switch light argument with Andrea that I don't remember, but I remember you being don't so remember brain that? I remember what I was talking about it on Reddit with somebody where, like, or maybe even the TikTok comments where I'm like, I remember we just, it was like I was speaking French and she was speaking German and we just couldn't make sense of each other. But I don't remember what the, that I guess she was trying to say we could plug, plug a switch light into a dock. And I was like, no, you can't do that. Right. And that was just yeah. the conversation yeah, yeah, over, yeah. And over and over and over again. Yeah. God. Thousands of shows. It's really crazy to think Thousands about. Of We've shows, done a yeah. lot of different shows too, but like a five year anniversary of this show is extra special because it is five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the most. Yeah, definitely the most podcast I've ever been on, right? <laughs> In terms of how that shakes out. I left Beyond at 382, and I'd been there from the founder. Or, yeah, 382, and I'd been there at the front. Yeah. Well, I don't even have to worry, because, of course, Kenny Blue wrote in last week for our 1,200th episode. Mm -hmm. Our 1,200th episode. Yeah, I was, I've was. i been on 696 shows so far. Yeah. So yeah this, is the most I've ever, this is the podcast I've done the most in my life. And on top of that, I feel like it must be... I mean, it's easily the kind of funny show that has had the most people be a part of it and make it what it is. For sure. So many different voices across the industry have I, either had like a, a run on it or have just made appearances here and there. And like, it, it's cool. It's kind of like comic books. You know what I mean? Where it's like, there's like the storied artists. Like, there's the oh, Jared sure. Petty run and there's the oh, Andrew yeah. Renee run, the Daniel Dwyer. It's pretty cool. 
yeah, we've had plenty of great people come through, like everybody you just mentioned, a lot of mistakes like Paris Lilly, but we keep trucking, and that's how it goes. You know what I mean? Because that's the other thing, Barrett. Uh, Barrett, I'm I'm throwing you a curveball. I meant huh? to put this in. I meant this. To, I meant to put this into the Slack last night, and I forgot. If you go to my Twitter mm. and you scroll down, so, uh, so you're right there. It's my most recent tweet that isn't a retweet or anything like that. I made a prediction last night, uh-huh. 14 hours ago, Tim, and I want you to know this is the energy I'm putting into the universe today. This is the mm-hmm. energy of the shooting star, shooting star, Greg Miller. All right, I tweeted prediction slash bet. I'm feeling it. This is my week. I will. Get my email about my Steam Deck being ready. If I'm wrong, Paris Lilly can host Kind of Funny Games Daily with a co-host of his choice, and I'll sit muted in spot three so he can mock me whenever he likes. I feel Love it. that. Love so that. So now live, everybody, I'm going to open up my Steam Deck email address, my burner account here, throw that open, and... I'm not, I'm not even making it up. It's here. It's here. It Bro. is here. Uh, there you go. 16 minutes ago, motherfucker. Ah, 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 praise be to Jesus and or Satan. Whoever no. made this happen. Thank you. No. no. Oh, my God. I've never been so excited to have. Th- this was my cross to bear, Tim. Mm-hmm. And it's off my shoulders now. And I don't have to worry about it. I'm spending all this money on something I will play Rogue Legacy 2 on and Ghostbusters Sega Master System on for probably 30 minutes and then set aside and never touch again. But it's over, everybody. It is over. It is over. It is over. I have – I need. do I have my real wallet because I got a new credit card and everything? Oh, my God. Until June 23rd at 9.49 a.m. I have to do this. Oh See, my Tim, god! It hurts even more that, like you know, he he's saying this is his cross to bear. This is something that he has been asking for for a month at this point, and then he also outright like admits, like I'm gonna play this thing for two days and then never touch it again. Barrett, first off, I love you. You're a snappy dresser. I'm sure you look great today. You know me. You're so you came days. from the kind of funny community as all of our hires do, right? You know me better than anybody. I have the best intentions of using the Steam Deck for something. <laughs> and I what? I've talked out my how many times you laugh like that? 15 years of talking out my ass. You know what I mean? Remember Stadia and XCloud. And I'm like, well, maybe well, that was like those were like, I'll be on the road. I'll want to use them in a hotel. Then God was like, you know, or Satan was like, you know what? Pandemic, you're not going anywhere, chief. Sit down. So, like, that's a different thing. But like Oh, it feels good to have. Maybe this is the one that, you know, again, like I said, I had to drag Jen's fucking PC over to the TV to play Corey for review. And I was lugging that thing over there, acting like a moron sitting on the floor. But then once it was up and running, I was like, this ain't that bad. I can see why people would want to do this for one thing. Why they'd want like the octopus of cables everywhere. It looks like PSVR, you know, 0.1 over there. Things all over. Remember when Shuhei had the moves taped to his face? Y'all remember. It's a classic moment. Now, Greg, I, on one hand, I'm happy for you. I'm very happy for you. Oh, that the it, man, you can finally play <laughs> Ghostbusters on the Sega Master System. All that is fantastic, and I am stoked for you. But on the other hand, I am very sad that we're not going to see you just get shamed by Paris Lilly for an hour because that is one of my favorite things is the Greg Miller losing a bet, getting shamed publicly on, on video. Um, and it's been a while. It's been a little too long. You know, not that I feel like you need to get taken down a notch right now on this beautiful June 20th, 2022, but I feel like we're getting close to you needing a good shaming. Okay. So I, I, say, I think I've been shamed enough in my life, Tim. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You know, we're getting, I, I feel like you don't deserve too much, but the, every once in a while, I need to just remind you just who you are and what you deserve. 
Because anybody that has to question that it wasn't, wasn't God, it wasn't Satan. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like we, I appreciate this. You've won this round, but I think that sooner than later, you need to make another bet putting this back on the line. The Paris Lily thing? Mm-hmm. Well, if you notice, like I'm, a, I, you know, I didn't want to flex my powers too much, of course, because I could have easily said one of us goes to the third spot and gets mocked for the rest of their life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to do it to Paris because mm-hmm. I feel like he's been mocked enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you mm-hmm. look at Paris and you're just like, oof, you know, oof, this poor guy. You know what I mean? I hate you so much, Greg. I'm on <laughs> so the X cast, man. I sure do like playing these Xbox games such as. Hey, Halo didn't know Halo didn't work. Shit, fuck. Um, well, at least this year we got Star Starfield. Oof, that ain't coming, huh? Well, Spider Man will be coming around the corner. <laughs> no wonder this idiot loves his Steam Deck so much. He can't play any games on his TV. Woo! I'll tell you what, everybody. I was searching for a headline, but we got it. God or and or Satan saves Greg Miller. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and what's it mean for the rest of the Nintendo Directs. The quarry supposed to be an, a Stadia exclusive, but God or Satan put an end to that. And then Diablo Immortal is delayed in China, and it might be due to censorship. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. You like that? Be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the daily video game sun to be included on the show. Of course, also on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you get your name read as a Patreon producer. You could get the show ad-free. You could have a bevy of other benefits for things like PS I Love You, XOXO, or the XCast, where they sit around and just go, oof, can you believe this has happened to us? Well, at least they made another controller. Uh, if that's not enough for you or you have no bucks to toss away, no big deal. There's a bunch of ways to support us for free. Of course, you can use the Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, whenever you buy something on the Epic Game Store or wherever you're playing Fortnite or Rocket League. Go ahead and input it on your Switch, Xbox, or PlayStation. Uh, beyond that, of course, you can get this show. Uh, for free on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roofseats.com, and podcast services around the globe. If that still wasn't enough, you could be part of the Steam Deck celebration right now on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, just like uh, streamer Rigar, Mr. Hoxes, and PJ Julian are. Of course, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames right now, it's a perfect day to mm-hmm. say, hey, you know what? It finally happened. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Greg's been the unsung hero of Kind of Funny for so years, helping everybody else. Out. Mm-hmm. God or Satan finally shined their light and or devil ray. I don't know what they think. I guess it's still a light on him. And he has a Steam Deck. He's got to complete the purchase. But he's got a Steam Deck, motherfucker. You could say, hey, you know what? Here's my Amazon Prime subscription. Of course, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch gaming. You can see a bunch of free games and a free subscription on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Doesn't renew. Every 30 days, you have to redo it. They don't want. They want you to forget. But today's a great day to worship Satan and or Jesus or and or your God, any God, any God. You can fucking worship the spaghetti monster. You know, worship. You know what? I've been thinking it a long time. Damn, Greg, we are, we're on the precipice of offending someone. You know what I mean? Let's just dial it back. Yes, just, I can be just your just God. All right, everybody. I can be your God. Don't right. worry about it. Is that going to offend Kanye. anybody, Tim? Is that going to offend anybody? No. That's a totally normal thing to say. Well, it's you got to say that coming. Oh my God. Oh, what a wait. I got to hold on. We got to stop. You know, I got to change the headline. Roger, Roger, come in, Rogers. Don't make the, don't make the Xenoblade's thumbnail. Make one of my God, Satan and me in the Steam Deck. 
<laughs> oh man, five years of this. And this he, wonders, cl- he wonders why in the clips there's no talking about the news <laughs> on our news show. Oh my god. <laughs> Tim, I want you know I'm so lost in the weeds, I can't even find the tab anymore. Yeah. Let's do some housekeeping for mm-hmm. you. I already said all the stuff that's going on. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can support us and you can watch us record the kind of funny podcast later this afternoon. Gonna be a banger of an episode uh that I won't be on. Because I'm going to go do Ron Funch's podcast, which is super exciting and fun as well. Mm-hmm. You can catch that later, but it won't be on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by Uplift, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen brought to you by Satan. Holy <laughs> shit. Or God or Greg again. What what do God and Greg have in common? They both start with G. Is that a coincidence? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. Does your God have a steam neck? Because this one does. All right. This motherfucker turned into Yoda for a second. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just asking Raj. You watching this? You watching this shit? You watching this caps. shit, Raj? Raj, I don't know. If you, I didn't mean for it to be all caps. I'm sorry, but it's all caps. Just making sure you understand. Oh, he says, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Nintendo Direct is incoming. Fair, I tossed a trailer in there, but it's just Xenoblade Chronicles 3 if you want to do it. Uh, today, it was tweeted, or actually, this is what I got in my email from Nintendo. Get ready for a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Nintendo Direct presentation on Wednesday, June 22nd at 7 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in for a live stream featuring roughly 20 minutes of information about the upcoming RPG adventure for Nintendo Switch. Tim. Gettys. Yes. Of course, there's two different avenues to take here. There's the news of just, okay, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, what do we get? You know, what are they going to show for 20 minutes? Yada, yada, yada. We can get into that if you want, but I know Xenoblade fans probably know it too. But then there's possibly the more mainstream topic of just, is this the Nintendo Direct that's been rumored forever? It seems like since, you know, the start of SGF and everything else, there's been this rumored Nintendo Direct. It was going to be in the teens. Then we heard it was going to be later. I thought it... I remember it being out for like the 28th or something I heard. And now this one's on the 22nd. What does this mean as the Nintendo fan? Uh, if I remember correctly, you're talking about what Alana Pierce herself uh, was talking about, which is a June 29th Nintendo Direct. Thank you. Uh, if, if I remember correctly, chat, please let me know if that was wrong. Um, I don't know that this has anything to do with Actually, I know for a fact that whether or not that happens, this has nothing to do with it. Nintendo always does their random one-off game directs and that it has no correlation with uh the other directs sometimes they could be right next to each other sometimes they could be months apart no real pattern there the single directs similar to the playstation state of play single state of plays um are purely marketing for an imminent release right it is not like talking about big announcements down the way all that stuff it is very much like hey this thing is happening let's let's get more eyes on it before it's actually about to launch and with xenoblade chronicles 3 getting its release date pushed up uh this is the perfect time for them to get in here with 20 minutes of information about the upcoming rpg get into all the details for the audience that's specifically looking for xenoblade which at this point is a rapidly sizable grow uh, rapidly growing sizable audience where i was gonna say xenoblade it seems with every not even iteration of the game because there's mm-hmm. only three but just everything that goes around xenoblade there's been more and more fans exactly and this the the biggest thing there is when the franchise first started it was a little bit 
uh, more difficult to get into because of if you remember Xenoblade, the first game on the Wii was one of those GameStop games where it's like people had to kind of petition to get it even released in America. So there was like all that stuff. And then the Wii U happened, right? And that uh, there was the Xenoblade X on it. Of course, Nick yeah. infamously reviewed that game. Um, but then there, there was the, the re-releases and stuff. But they always had some weird thing about them. Like the the there was the one re-release on the 3DS, but it was tied to the new 3ds so that just limited the amount of people that could play the game right as things as the game's been released a little bit more and we got xenoblade 2 uh, and it was such a hit and the switch being as widely loved and uh bought as it has been xenoblade's really found its own audience right so uh the the switch is has always been home to a lot of jrpgs and i think that this being nintendo's kind of flagship one all eyes are on it there's a lot of excitement for this game so while our audience might not really be that into it or at least like not our core audience i know that everyone at kind of funny full-time at least isn't i was gonna say that's fine you've this. offended many people in the chat i'm sure as it catches oh up i'm here. sure no no no. but I, I hope they understand what i'm saying it's just like knowing our this audience of the type of games that they like exactly i'm not saying everybody i, I know there's fans because people hit us see, up all the time Alex, i'm into it bro see you know right. how it is tim people pick apart conversations and take mm-hmm. out the most damaging thing and try to use it against you. By the end of the day today, someone's going to try to use it against me that I've declared myself a god. And yeah. that sucks. You and, and, and you know how we respond? We double down. We double down. Sure. We double sure. down. Sure. We double yeah. down. Uh, but anyways, yeah, no. Xenoblade is a very high quality game. People are extremely excited about it for good reason. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 getting pushed up is awesome news for fans of the franchise. I know like people like Roger's base out there, friends of mine uh, that aren't kind of funny, but like are stoked out of their minds for what this game's about to be. Uh, but I can also understand that given this timeline to switch over to the other part of the conversation for you, Greg, it, it can be for people like us a little bit like, ah, I don't like seeing the words Nintendo Direct unless they're associated with a game I either care about or exciting new announcements. So I understand that this is not necessarily the Nintendo Direct announcement the majority of us are looking for. Sure. That, again, the mainstream, kind of funny. right? That yeah. gets you excited. You don't know what you're going to get, and there's going to be yeah, all sorts of stuff. But looking back, and again, I always say that it's almost silly to look for patterns, especially these days when it comes to the pandemic's effects on game showcases and all that. But Nintendo Direct had been the longest running uh, digital showcase people in the games industry, right? So there is at least a little bit more um, data to go off in terms of how they do things and how they've shifted and changed over the years. And when you look back to just the, the pandemic era, 2020 was obviously the most bizarre year. We got a couple partner directs. We got a couple mini directs. We got uh, the weird thing where they announced the Mario Bros. 35th anniversary. But like, we didn't really get like a banger direct that year that was like announcing a whole bunch of different shit. But in 2021, they did kind of course correct a bit. And it wasn't always Sunshine and Rainbows. But Mm -hmm. looking through the year, we had three full ass directs in February, E3, and September 23rd. So looking at that this year, we've only had our February one very closely uh dated to what we got in february the previous year on top of that we got um last year an animal crossing standalone one that if you remember it dealt with all the dlc and that's yeah. not counting all the smash brothers uh that mr sakurai presents stuff because those weren't directs so now we have the xenoblade one coming up so just going off of that it feels like we are we have two mainline directs left this year if we're following the pattern from last year, which would make sense given the fact that it feels like there are more games coming out this year from Nintendo and to be announced this year than there were the previous two years. So I think that we are going to get two more Nintendo Directs this year. Will it be in June following this pattern? Do you think Alana Live is Alana Liar? 
I don't think a lot of lied. I definitely don't think a lot of lied. I do think at any moment these plans can change. Sure. And to reiterate, I don't think that the Xenoblade Chronicles Direct happening June 22nd stops a main Direct coming June 29th. So because Alana is the one that has said that, I believe that it's going to happen the 29th. I believe that she heard okay. that from somebody reputable that knows what they are talking about. Mr. Nintendo, infamously, in the last couple of years, I mean, they, in so many ways, kind of reinvigorated and in some ways created this modern era uh, of leaker scoop culture and all that stuff. Um, and it kind of got wild out of hand when every time that someone would even whisper the words Nintendo Direct, it would spur four months of predictions and hype and insanity. Um, so anyone can say anything of just choose a random date. Oh yeah. Next Tuesday, Nintendo direct is going to happen. It's going to be 13 minutes long. Like if they had just one weird little detail, everyone's like, Oh, this is probably true. Mm. I think people have gotten better at that over time. Um, but again, I trust Alana more than I trust majority of people in the world. If I'm being honest, understandable, understandable. <laughs> uh, speaking of dishonest, horrible people, ladies and gentlemen, Paris Lily has joined this. the chat to come apologize and worship his new benevolent god, Steam Deck owner, Greg Miller. <laughs> I apologize for absolutely nothing. <laughs> I literally came here. I'm, I'm sitting there talking with my children on my day off today. Oh, your children. Your kids are all like 23. You don't, they're smoking cigarettes with you. Don't act like you're over there educating them. Okay, we were. But I see this tweet. And you're rubbing it in. Now, I got to take you back to yesterday. I got to admit, when you put out that tweet yesterday about today is going to be the day, and if you were wrong, I was going to co-host it, that was my finest work to say the co-host was going to be the Steam Deck. I, 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 I could barely type it. I was laughing so much. <laughs> but, but Greg, in all seriousness, I'm happy for you because you. Your, li your life is, and I'm being serious, your life is about to change. I spent all day yesterday playing Neon White on that damn steam deck it is you'll see when you get it the controls having that screen you're you're getting these high-end triple a games just in the the palm of your hands it's going to change your life you're going to be here, a pc gamer after this here's what here's the new thing paris all right again yeah i said if i if i was wrong you get to host with a co-host of your choice i'll sit in the third box on mute you can mock me now since i'm right you can when I get it, you can co-host with a uh, co or you can host with a co-host of your choice, and I'll sit in the third box and I'll just play Steam Deck. I'll just sit there and play Steam. I'll just be laid back playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, uh, that's well, it. That's well, it. That's well, 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 well. Now my my attention has to turn to Mr. Khalif Adams because he sure. literally tweeted today how he still doesn't have one. So now sure. that you have one, maybe we'll do a kind of funny games daily where he's the co-host. You'll sit in the third chair just playing your Steam Deck all day and trolling the entire time. Let's do that. Well, that. That's the thing right now. If you are, you know, are, are you know, the the war is over. I've come to your side. You know what I mean? Which is how most wars end. They go, you know what? You're making some good points. And the soldier walks across the front line of the other team and picks up the gun and turns around. I'm on your side now. So what we need to do is we're burying the hatchet live right here on Kind of Funny yes. Games Daily. And now we just bury Khalif. We yes. just bury him with Steam Deck tweets every day. Oh my god, it's gonna be so good! Wait till you play Rogue Legacy two on this. Thing. I know, I know. That's what it's oh that in the uh, Ghostbusters on Sega Master yeah. System. Those are the top <laughs> it's so two good. classics. Yeah, you know what I mean. All right, well, thank you, Paris, for coming in. We love you. Yeah, I just had to say that. Love you too, Tim. Hey. Again, I, I I miss you now, bro. Now that we, I know, we, I, I keep you. thinking about it, man. It's yeah. so weird. We once we met each other, it's like, well, now the genie's out of the bottle. We're yeah. in love. Yep. Paris, love real quick too. I saw yes. you're playing as Dust Falls for that preview. I'm playing yes. as Dust Falls as well. Can I come on the X Cast Friday and talk to you about it? Absolutely. Bring your Steam Deck. 
I will, brother. Kaleem right. Adams doesn't have one. Clock <laughs> shoes over yes. there. All right. See you then. Love you. Bye, see you, bye. dude. I love what we do here. You scare me job. sometimes, Greg, but I love uh, what we do here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to figure out one day mm-hmm. in the future, the far future, when we're back in the studio, how do we still have the revolving Discord door? You know what I mean? If oh, it yeah. is like, do we have like oh, we'll the Zordon thing like Kevin used in the video we yeah, watched oh, earlier yeah. where people can just log in and pop up and they're yelling at us or what the hell's going on? Oh, yeah. Do not fret, Mona Me. Right, you already got plans. I want another Nintendo Direct to close this out. I, obviously, yeah. Xenoblade fans, I'm excited for you. Xenoblade, I always look at it, I'm like, maybe, but no. I know. Remember, this is the game that, of course, uh, when we asked Cisco, when, before we knew Cisco as well as we know Cisco now, mm-hmm. when he came to cover E3 with us, we said, we can get you in to see any game. What do you want to see? And he gave us a list of games, and the top was Xenoblade. And I was like, Chronicles X on the Wii U. Cisco is a big old fucking nerd, and I respect that. I love that. You know what I mean? That's when we knew Cisco was Cisco. He was the dragon. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I know the Xenoblade fan base out there. I know they're in our audience. I'm super excited for all of you. Again, it looks like something, but I know I'd get turned off by the battle system. I just want active battle. Mm. I just want to be out there action RPG and fighting all the time. Mm, King of Zomomolar Reckoning, you know? I do know, Greg. I do. Uh, Tim, did (laughs) you know? The Quarry and Squanch's latest game were going to be Stadia games? I did. Well, you got to fucking... I did it. Number two on the Rope Report is that story. It's from Steven Tatillo at Axios. It broke late Friday. Uh, Google was involved in the creation of two notable video games in the spotlight this month before the downsizing of its Stadia gaming operations sent those projects elsewhere. Two sources familiar with their development tell Axios. The game's uh, Google Connections help fill out a picture of what Stadia could have offered if Google hadn't abandoned its ambitions in 2021 to create a gaming platform to rival PlayStation and Xbox. The Quarry, developed by Supermassive and published by Take-Two Interactive, was released on June 10th for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. High on Life, from Squanch Games, uh, and a team led by Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland, uh, was revealed during a Microsoft gaming showcase last week and is slated for an Xbox and PC release later this year. But Axios sources say both games were projects that were previously being made for Google and presented as a signature Stadia. Uh, I'm sorry, and presented as signature Stadia releases meant to draw players to the streaming service. Reps for both games declined to directly answer Axios's questions about the games' Stadia roots. Supermassive Games said, "Quote was looking for a publisher partner." Uh, was looking for a publishing partner as the project came to completion, a rep for Take Two said of the quarry, noting the publisher was proud to help release the game. Google had announced a partnership with Supermassive in 2020, but neither party shared details on what they were making. When the quarry was announced by Supermassive and Take Two this past month, Stadia fans were left guessing if it was the product of that Google partnership. Stadia fans, as somebody I think still subscribed to the Stadia subreddit, I don't think, uh, was there a thread for all 12 of them to chime in and be like, what the fuck is going on? A spokesperson for Squanch offered less context and simply stated which platform High in Life was slated for. Uh, a Google rep did not immediately respond for a request, uh, request for, uh, did not reply to a request for comment. Google announced Stadia in March 2019, attempting to shake up the games industry with a device-free, cloud-based platform and a lineup of games from a mix of outside studios and internal team staffed by veteran game <laughs> designers. Tim, that's it. Just a little neat one. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I forgot all about Supermassive and Stadia, and then it's so fascinating the quarry would have been a, a Google uh, exclusive because that would have been one that you know I I I bought. I I love the idea of cloud gaming. I want to support it. I, I'm all about what Xbox does, even though I don't use it often. Again, we're not traveling. But when Stadia, you know, got announced, I bought the Founders Pack. I was in there. I was I wanted to be there. And this, even in today's world, 
and it would, this would have been a terrible business decision for both Supermassive and Google. But if they had doubled down and locked in and they were going to ride it out, this Quarry would have been one that I would have been like, oh, I got to play this. I got to turn on Stadia. I got to re-up my subscription or do whatever I got to do for it. Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting in these games. They're, I mean, they're higher profile, right? I mean, they're not the highest profile. I think the Quarry is totally on a different level. But uh, the High on Life, like, that game looked good like it looked yeah. fun and like it it kind of like earned its kind of place in the xbox showcase so uh i feel like that could have been an interesting thing for for stadia it's just it it does get rough when you imagine what those stadia presents or whatever they were called uh usually entailed which is a bunch of old games and it was a big wii u vibe right like oh yeah we're bringing ba- batman arkham city to the wii u and it's like arkham knights coming out y'all like what are you doing uh well, this time so was, he's got electric gloves like, what the fuck? exactly so it's like that that kind of always felt like the vibe with stadia so if there was these bigger announcements that that would have been the headline right like that would have been the the biggest thing um but to your point like you were saying that if the quarry was on it that would have got you to play i really wonder how many more people it would have though right yeah. like and, and and that's kind of like the St- Stadia's biggest problem to begin with is that even if you have like a giant exclusive, which is what we all say that it needed, you still then there's that uphill battle of getting people willing to be like, you know what, I'm going to make this happen for this exclusive. And then you kind of need that pattern of more of them to keep going, which could have been led by the games that you're talking about here. But yeah, this is just it's an interesting development that in this rapidly moving industry, it's very cool to see that games can start as one thing and then to something totally different in just the last couple of years. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, you know, even for what you're saying, it needed a big game. Would these have been it? No, probably not. It's one, it's interesting because I think these would have been notches in the belt. These would have been mm-hmm. those peppered in things, right? Cause you would have had whatever Jade Raymond was working on. You would have had a bunch of other, you know, Google, first party Google studios that would have been theoretically if you know everything had gone not even right but if they had committed and been like we're in this for the long haul you would have had other exclusives out there hopefully building a library and mm-hmm. if that's happening you sit there and go maybe Sadia is gaining ground and people understand that they just need any controller and any device kind of thing and then you have it built out that way or if you know even on the other side uh what's the streaming puck they had on what's the google What's the Google thing you plug into? Your oh, TV? Chromecast. Chromecast. If that had, you know, picked up more Steam and those were doing stuff and yada, yada, yada. Or even now where it's like, you know, Xbox has the app and the Samsung thing. Stadia has the app and the Samsung thing. Like, you're, it, there's, it's in the multiverse, I would have liked to have seen Google say, no, we have all this money. We're here. We're committed. We didn't rush it out. We didn't fucking try to get this thing out half-baked. We actually went through it and this is what it looks like. But I'm excited that I can play, uh, you know, the core anywhere. Which is mm-hmm. a lot of fun and we all enjoy the core here. Speaking of enjoying things here, ladies and gentlemen. You could enjoy us on patreon.com slash games. Over on patreon.com slash games, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the post show we do each and every weekday. And of course, you can watch us record certain shows on the game side, like the Gamescast. P.S. I love you, XOXO, and the XCast live. You could be a trog and get it long before anybody else. But for right now, all you need to know is that you could get this show, Kind of Funny Games Daily, ad-free on patreon.com slash games. But guess what? You're not listening on patreon.com slash games. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Uplift for sponsoring this episode. I've been using my Uplift desk for well over a year now. I love the thing so much I decided to write a rap song for them. The build quality is real good. It's made of real high quality wood. They didn't ask for it. I just did it anyway. Getting my Uplift desk immediately improved my mood. Whenever I'm on shows, I'm standing up. I'm feeling a lot more energetic. And also, I kind of feel like I was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day. I would move my legs up. I'd sit underneath my legs on my chair. And eventually, all that stuff just 
just created really bad back pain for me. Choose from laminate, whiteboard, bamboo, solid wood, butcher block, or even custom solid wood or laminate options. Uplift Desk won New York Times Wire Cutters Best Standing Desk from 2019 to 2022. And while I'm at it, I'm just gonna give them an award as well. Best Standing Desk that I use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now. Uplift Desk have a 15 year warranty. They ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping. So if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, maybe you want some more energy in your life. Maybe you wanna do squats in the middle of a Zoom call or something. Uplift your life. Go to kindoffunny.com slash uplift. Number three on the Roper Report, NetEase has delayed Diablo Immortals China launch, and the shares have tumbled as a result. This is Josh Yi at Reuters. It's going to sound like a boring story that you say, why do I care about what's happening with uh, NetEase and Diablo Immortal in China, Greg? But stick with me because it'll get spicy. Internet and gaming giant NetEase delayed the rollout of its video game Diablo Immortal in China three days ahead of its official launch, a move that comes just after the game's official account on Weibo was banned for making new po- from making new posts. China-based NetEase, which was set to release the game on Thursday, did not provide a new launch date, but said on Sunday it wanted to make changes such as improvements to the gameplay experience and conduct multiple optimization adjustments. The company did not address the social media ban in the statement, and it was unclear what triggered the decision. NetEase also did not respond to a Reuters request for comment. Here's where I'm going to jump in and make it a little spicy for you. You've had, you know, okay, whatever, it's still on. Here's a little bit of sriracha, and it's coming from John Walker over at Kotaku. Over at Kotaku, they report, while there is no official reason given for the Weibo suspension, outlets are reporting that it could have to do with the official Diablo Immortal account making reference to A.A. Malin's Winnie the Pooh, a particular sentence to type, a peculiar sentence to type, sorry, uh, but refers to the cute little bear, uh, references to the cute little bear uh, have come to be popular in the in the way of, let me try all this again. Sorry, I know there's a whole Reddit thread the other day about Greg can't read. I'm trying. A peculiar sentence to type, but references to the cute little bear have come uh, to be a popular way to be critical of China's delicate, honey-loving leader, Xi Jinping. Uh, For an excellent premiere on this, check this video. Go watch this. There's a whole bunch of different things about how you know, China's president is not cool. Uh, a screenshot circulating around, this is still Kotaku. A screenshot circulating around the internet purports to show the Blizzard account having sent a message that references the bear with some uh, with some like the Financial Times translated as, why hasn't the bear stepped down? A contact for Kotaku's, uh, a contact of Kotaku's translate the line as, what do you think about the bear? But says it's written to be idiomatic. Uh, either way, if real, it seems an extraordinary thing to have posted on an official account in the country. Then, boom, we go back to the report here from Reuters, all right? The company received a gaming license from Chinese regulators for the new game uh, last February, uh, before authorities months later rolled out the new rules that halted instances, instances of uh, new game licenses for almost nine months. The nod had garnered attention as the Diablo franchise focuses on slaying demons and witches. Themes, themes seem to jar uh, with uh, Chinese regulators' dislike of games with violent or religious content. Diablo Immortal was already released outside of China on June 2nd, and as per the app tracking platform at Magic, it has earned over $24 million during its first two weeks since the rollout. The China launch was expected to give uh, the title another boost, uh, as the Asian country would be the game's biggest market. Shares of NetEase slid more than 9% on Monday. Uh, and while we're here, I'll just toss it in again. We're talking about that 24 uh, million made, right? If you want, you can go to Pocket Gamer, where Lewis Reed writes about that. 
data from App Magic has revealed Diablo Immortal garnered over 8.5 million downloads in the first two weeks of release, earning developer Blizzard more than $24 million in the process. Despite the success of the game, it's worth noting that the game has seen mixed reviews from critics and fans alike. Metacritic, Metacritic not cricket critic list the ios versions user score as 0.3 percent although the app store app store shows a more favorable uh, rating of 4.5 activision blizzard declined to make the game available in both belgium and the netherlands due to the country's strict gambling laws restric- restricting the use of loot boxes in games so tim fuck censorship oh okay. bother the- oh, god damn it you were sitting on that for too long weren't you what do you think 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 about this greg I assume that's a Winnie the Pooh reference. It is. It is. Well it is. It is. I'm sure in a couple of years I'll know. Yo, I'll this Winnie the Pooh shit's wild. This is wild and it explains a lot. Recently, you're I, just I, learning about this. I, I did not know about this Winnie oh, the wow, Pooh okay. thing at all. Um, and recently, up uh, we were doing a a sponsored opportunity, and they hit me up with like images we weren't allowed to use. I, I put it on Slack for everyone to see, and it seemed like no one understood either because like there was a bunch that I'm like, okay, clearly we're not going to do that, that or that, and there was just Winnie the Pooh, just like. I'm like, what the fuck did Winnie do? So now no, I understand. He wasn't canceled. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That China freaks the fuck out if you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't canceled. No, Winnie the Pooh didn't. Winnie the Pooh's done nothing wrong for the record. All right. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, did Tim freeze? Barrett, did I freeze? Uh, Tim's frozen. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm never sure it's me. You know, I'm never sure it's me. <laughs> Winnie got him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So if you didn't know, yeah, obviously uh, China is super prone to censorship. Uh, obviously, uh, they're freaking out about Winnie the Pooh all this time. And then, yeah, Winnie, Winnie got him. See, oh, that was it. That's a great point. Everybody's like, Winnie got him. Tim mentioned it. You know what I mean? Tim mentions the fact that somebody was like, don't use Winnie the Pooh. And we're like, fuck that. And now we mentioned Winnie the Pooh, and that's what happens. That's what happens to this whole thing. Uh, so, again, the news, of course, that is delayed in China. That's whatever. Uh, you know, they say optimization. Do you believe them? Then it's yet another, which is all interesting, of course, because this all goes back to free Hong Kong uh, with the Blitz Chung stuff that was Activision Blizzard back in 2019 as well, right? We were still in the studio. So, yeah, it's the same was, thing over and over again. You, yeah, you remember that? Yes, that was 2019, right? Yeah. And so it's like that time around, remember, there was the big conversation of, well, is this the you know Chinese influence on Activision Blizzard and Tencent or whatever? And now this time around, or NetEase, and now is this time around, it's like, well, this is the whole thing of, uh, again, but not the same, where they, you know, they got in trouble for, or not trouble, but, you know, they got in trouble for actually saying something before. This one is just the fact of the Weibo account for the game said something on there or whatever, and did they say it right? Are these translations correct? You know, there's a whole bunch. It's a, as Kotaku points out, right, they're talking about, like, uh, a screenshot circulating. Well, okay, is that is that actually what happened? Is that actually went wrong? Will we ever, when will we know the real story of it? The long and short of this is censorship fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Like, come on, China. Stop fucking being like this. And everybody use your Winnie the Pooh. Use use your Winnie the Poohs. Everybody get out there and use them. I know nothing about Winnie the Pooh anymore, Barrett. Barrett, was Winnie the Pooh something for you that was like, hey, this is like a definitive Barrett thing? Um, yeah, I remember liking the the one where like Christopher Robin is going to school for the first time and that freaks Winnie out. Because I feel like that was like more of like a like a longer episode. That was like a like a maybe like a direct to video movie or something like that. Um but that's all I really remember is that one. He's one of those things I remember from being a kid or whatever. Sure, Winnie the Pooh. But like I don't remember being like Winnie the Pooh was the shit. I love Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I remember cool. I remember seeing the movie that came out in like 2009 or 2010 when they did another Winnie the Pooh movie because I remember the girl that I was dating at the time was like really into Winnie the Pooh. But that was about it. That was, that was and really I guess that's it. the thing. I'm sure there's probably normal human beings who look at me and go like I can't believe 
Greg is obsessed with Ghostbusters. I can't believe somebody right. would care about Ghostbusters that much. I would be like, I, I can't believe anybody cares about Winnie the Pooh this much. I remember uh, Show the Tigger, some respect, the, the Tigger movie also as well. Shout out to the Tigger movie. Shout out to the Tigger movie, but no, no, please put some respect on Pooh's name. And like, I'm just going to say this, like I'm coming in hot. I had just blue screened. Something's wrong with my computer. I don't like that. But um, I will say that I don't, I'm not exactly clear on what side of this Winnie the Pooh thing politically that I'm supposed to be on. So everything I'm saying is just about what I've known before today about my friend, Sir Winfred the Pooh. Okay. Tim, I'll tell you, I'll just tell you what to believe and you believe it. All right. Okay. You, Tim Gettys, Timothy Robert Gettys believe that Winnie the Pooh should be used freely and openly on the internet and that no leader of a fucking country should be so thin-skinned as to fucking ban things left and right and have all these, oh, you're going to talk shit about me, I'm going to ban the fuck out of everything. That's You believe in freedom of speech. Yes, so there we go. You believe in a free Hong Kong. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. I also believe in Winnie the Pooh because I want you to show some goddamn respect, Greg Miller, to the, the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. The, the late 80s, 90s cartoon of Winnie the Pooh that made him relevant to an entire generation, specifically one episode where they go under Christopher Robin's bed and they have to they find the kingdom of like the dust bunnies and shit. And it is one of the dopest things I've ever seen on television. So Winnie, I hope you're out there. I hope you're thriving. Don't let this dude take you down. Uh, nanobiologist tossed out a link that I think is hilarious. He says, I sent it to you, Bear. It's from Game Rant in February 2021 from Joseph James Andreas Jr. Kingdom Hearts 3, the censorship of Winnie the Pooh explained. The lovable bear was heavily censored in one version of Kingdom Hearts 3, leaving some fans with lingering questions. Barrett, I'll read, but if you scroll down to the next screenshot, is golden. When Kingdom Hearts 3 launched in January 2019, <laughs> it finally gave fans a chance to continue the story of Sora and the assortment of Disney characters by his side. Uh, the game introduced a number of Disney Disney, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm just going to get to the point here, right? Uh, in the Chinese release of Kingdom Hearts 3, Winnie the Pooh was completely censored. In every on-screen appearance that the honey-loving bear made, uh, he was covered by a massive white block that blocked everything but the bear's feet. What? After the trailer for the 100-acre wood section uh, of the game was revealed, screenshots <laughs> oh, no. of this censorship were made public through social media. Instead of just removing the character from the game, which likely would have delayed Kingdom Hearts 3 more than it already was, it looked as if it was just painted over like a stain on the wall. This confused a lot of people in the West and, that, and when the, the Chinese censorship isn't new. And then it goes on to explain everything we've been talking about here. Just fucking ridiculous. Get fucking shit. ridiculous, you man. Know? I digress. I do, I do Greg. But, uh, yeah, and then $24 million, of course, for Diablo. You know what I mean? In-app p- purchases and all that jazz or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's an interesting stat for sure. Like, that, the mobile revenue streams are totally different than a full-price game, right? Like, I feel like $24 million would probably be looked at as a failure for the first couple of days if it was a Diablo, like, full-price release game. But it being mobile, it's like this thing's going to have legs and this money's just going to potentially just keep adding up over time. I think this is one of those stats you can, depending on how you want to like frame the headline, it could be a good or bad thing. Oh, for sure, but, for sure. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of conversations about the end game and you know in-app purchases and how the grind gets and all that jazz. Um, for me, and I, uh, Joey, Joey, you come to Discord. That's what I said. You come to Discord. Like I don't, you know, whatever. I'm like an AI that's gonna be in Slack that's just become sentient. Um. Diablo, I liked a lot at launch, like Diablo Immortal. I I like Diablo games in general. And so like Immortal Drop, and I jumped in and made some characters and was fooling around and playing with it. And then we did the stream with it where it was uh, me, Mike, Joey, Andy, um, and Lauren, I think, playing, right? And it was like I stopped stopped in the middle of that stream to go do something, and I've never picked it back up. 
Like it's like that kind of game. It reminds me a lot, which I'm surprised by, of how I interacted with um Marvel, not Future Evolution, the other one that I was excited about. Strike the Force. No, maybe it was Future Evolution, then Strike Force is a different one. But the action RPG they dropped where you made your own Spider-Man or your Captain America or whatever, where I was I got it, I had been excited about it, I started playing it, and then I just put it down one day because I feel like it's so brainless. It's just so brainless. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Whatever comes back, or has something else for it, but not that Diablo in general was always a thing. But I felt like I was going through. I cared more about my loot in those than I did in these. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'm just one man. You are number four on the rope. I'm one god, actually. Sorry, I forgot about that. Forgot about the bit from the earlier in the show. Uh, number four on the Roper Report. Uh, the Tribeca Game Award has gone to Thirsty Suitors. We go to Games Radar at High Run Crier. Well, I know High Run Crier at Games Radar is the way to do that. Uh, here goes the trailer from Barrett. Uh, the second ever Tribeca Games Award has gone to upcoming indie adventure Thirsty Suitors, a chaotically beautiful mashup of turn-based battles, skateboarding, and cooking. Revealed last week by the official Tribeca Twitter account, Thirsty Suitors has taken home the Tribeca Games Award for 2022. This is only the second time the festival has ever hosted a category specifically dedicated to video games, and Thirsty Suitors rose above the likes of A Plague Tale Requiem, American Arcadia, As Dusk Falls, Oxenfree 2, and more to be crowned the winner. If you're unfamiliar with Thirsty Suitors, it charts the adventures of Jawa as she struggles to reconcile with her friends and family in time for her sister's big wedding. Jawa's exes have teamed up to battle her, which takes the form of brilliantly colorful turn-based battles. There's also cooking and skateboarding uh, to be found in this adventure through Jawa's young adult life. Of course, this is coming from Outer Loop Games, uh, the folks behind Falcon Age, uh, our friend Echo over there, lead lead on or whatever. I'm stoked for this one. I'm not even, you know, turn-based battles are usually a turn-off for me, but... Mm -hmm. So much personality here, so oh, much yeah. color. I love this. And what one of the reasons this makes the cut is that for news stories, is that you know me, Tim. The mm-hmm. audience knows me, and you know the kind of games I like. And the Tribeca Game Awards are usually the like, oh, these are all a bunch of Greg ass games. And so the fact that this is able to come in here and, and beat out um oxen free too right uh i know plague tale number one didn't click, click with me but i keep getting told i have to go back to it uh it's able to come in and beat that and then the other one sam barlow's new game uh immortality was there and if you remember sam barlow of course made her story telling lies immortality is such a greg fucking game of trying to solve a murder by going through these old movies and doing all that jazz like the fact that it was able to win out over all that and as dusk falls which me and paris were just talking about talking mm-hmm. about the x-cast you know basically a quantic dream telltale game that's exclusive to xbox I'm fucking stoked for this. I can't wait. And uh, I know Canaan Bridge of Spirits was a, a big one at the Tribeca Game right. Awards uh, a couple of years ago, too. So, like, that's just kind of the, the level of game we're talking about, which I think is really cool. This Thirsty Suitors, like, we've seen it a couple of times now. Looks awesome. Looks like yeah. such a such a fun time. I, I hope that it's great because it definitely has the potential to be something very special. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Christmas in June, Joey Noel. Hello, Joey. Hello. I got you at the tail end. I pinged you, so it was a little late. I don't. I'm not here to ask you about thirsty suitors. What I want to know is, are you still playing Diablo Immortal? Uh, I haven't played in like three days, probably. Yeah. Uh, it it's just all of the same stuff, which I yeah. got kind of bored with a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like I wasn't progressing in the like bigger story things of like, um like all the guild stuff where you have to like kill a thousand people partied up with people in order to start the next thing to unlock stuff. And I'm like, I'm that's just not the way I play mobile games with other people. And like partying up with other people is uh, like kind of annoying for something that I just want to play for like 10 or 15 minutes at a time. Um, So I kind of just stopped. Great. That's all I want to know. Cause I'm in the same boat where I did the stream with you guys and I was just, I haven't picked it back up and I look at it. I'm like, I should delete this. This is just eating up space. It's no puzzle quest three. 
Yeah, it's hard to just hop in for like short bursts of time. I feel like I have to like dedicate time to it, which I'm, I haven't gotten my uh, backbone yet. And so it's like annoying to play with touch controls. And so yeah, I'm like, sure. move on. Got to get that backbone. We're not even sponsored. Backbones Shout are great. Shout out to the backbone, man. Love it. What a device. Right, Thank okay. you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh, number five and final on the Roper Report. Fans are working on a PC version of Jack and Daxter, Daxter the precursor's legacy. This is Luke Plunkett at Kotaku. Over the past few years, we've started seeing something beautiful happen. Fans of classic console games are taking old code and creating native PC versions of games that never saw an official release. We've seen it with some Nintendo games, but now we're seeing it with a PlayStation platformer as well. This isn't porting in the multi-platform sense that we're used to, nor is it emulation. This is recompiling the game's entire code base so that Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy, uh, which was released on the PS2 in 2001, now runs as a native application on the PC. The project, which is uh, now at around 80% done, is some incredible shit. You can see it here. Obviously, we're playing the video. If you're an audio listener, you should pop over. Um, because it turns out Jack and Daxter was, was quote, written in goal, a custom Lisp language developed by Naughty Dog, end quote, which means the small team working on it have to decompile the original game code into human-readable goal code and then develop our own compiler for goal and recompile the game code for x86-64. Interestingly, it's not a straight port either. Some small changes have mostly been made to the game, mostly in terms. Some small changes have been eh, mostly been made to, to the game, mostly in terms of the options uh, available to players. We have added a plethora of options to the game settings (parentheses) and removed some that didn't make sense, so that you can have a more up-to-date experience or a more PS2-like experience if you decide. It's up to you. There are also a bunch of extra goodies and added secrets to find out. We are aiming to keep the core gameplay, controls, physics, behaviors, etc., identical. However, so if you have, if you find any issues or differences with this, then do not hesitate to tell us about it. Uh, I, of course, reached out to the one, the only super fan of Jack and Daxter, Janet Garcia. She wrote and said, always cool to see the game get love, but I will say I saw a, a picture of someone playing on an ultra wide and it was weird to see <laughs> like a trip uh, because it's such an old game. Tim, I put this in here as a feel good story. Yeah. Fans coming together to make a you know rocking version of a game they love. You're used to this with Nintendo, but usually mm -hmm. Nintendo comes in and sues them into the ground. Yeah, and you know then someone else picks it up, and the cycle continues. What I think is really cool about this is the potential of the future, and we saw it a lot with Mario 64, where uh, people did a similar thing, got Mario 64 running natively on a PC, and then the next step was we're adding ray tracing, baby, and there's nothing cooler than seeing Metal Mario with full ray tracing in 4K. <laughs> Um, so I think that that's the kind of the, the coolest thing is allowing these old games to get ridiculous new shiny coats of paint while maintaining the exact same feel that they originally had uh, from a gameplay like control side. Um, so this is really cool. Chuck and Dexter's never been my favorite franchise, but uh, I am happy for Janet and for the others out there that <laughs> will be able to play it this different way if they'd like to for now until this is taken down. First one holds up. First one's a, still a really fun 3D platformer. I, 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 well, you know, I, I was a big Jack and Daxter fan. I loved Precursor's Legacy, and then I also loved Jack 2, which I know then puts me on the outs of a lot of people. Jack 3, I don't remember being, having strong feelings one way or the other about, but I remember distinctly Jack and Daxter being the one that, it was when Blockbuster was doing the unlimited game rentals summer, or they had the club or whatever it was, and I remember this being one I picked up and adored, and, you know, really went through and did everything for it, so. Then I was so stoked for 2 when he talked. This is the first game that I remember the whole, you see that mountain over there? You can go there. Yeah. Because anything you, you can see in the Vista, you could do. That island that we just saw? Yeah, you can yeah. get over there eventually. Which is crazy. Tim, I'm excited to see 
what the next game is where mm-hmm. I can go to that mountain, climb that mountain, and have a great time. Maybe, you know, maybe I live on that mountain now as a god. But that's mm-hmm. so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah! Out today, Autonauts on PC, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Uh, Dune Spice Wars, the spice-infused blend of 4X and RTS gameplay. Is adding multiplayer <laughs> Steam uh, early access today. And then uh, Team 17 has revealed three premium golf with your friends DLC packs available for purchase right now on PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. Timothy, Robert, Geddes, what do you got for me? Dune Spice Wars, the spice infused blend of 4X and RTS gameplay. What is 4X? I mean, I no, the, yeah, that game's already there. out because I remember what what conference was that revealed at where a bunch of RTS kids were like, oh, because they were excited because like the game original, awards. Yeah, because I remember like, the this is why we don't know it because it's back to being uh, PC nerdy stuff, right? 4X. 4X is a subgenre of strategy based computer and board games that include both turn based and real time strategy tiles. Titles. Sorry, titles. The gameplay involves building an empire. Emphasis is placed upon economic and technological development as well. So it's Civ. It's just Civ. They call yeah, Civ. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Because cool. I, I remember, wasn't like the original like Dune game like an RTS? Like that was like kind of really embedded in like the history of like RTS games. Because I remember a bunch of nerds being like, oh, they're doing another Dune RTS. It's going to be sick. But it, when they announced it, it felt like it was like years away. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Barrett. It is weird that it's here today. It's out on PC Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox. Well, it's Series early X. accent, so it's. I mean, it's been. It's you know, it's been out for a while there on early mm. access. Mm. There's animus to it. Mm. Okay, well, have it your way, everybody. Jeff Grubb says they're letting this man buy a Steam Deck. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't even know if you, I don't even know if you know this. They let me host a bunch of Civ Five Six videos once. Also, I like, let's I was be, talking about. Let's I was like, y'all play Sim City? That was a great PC game. You should make that. Let's be real. They're like, no, nah, like, we wanted Gandhi to Gandhi to make space travel. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> they had to steal Spice from Star Wars. Like, just like do something original, dude. What Spice? They stole Spice from Star Wars? No, I don't know. Just, I mean, I, you know, Star Wars. I can't remember in Episode One. It was the trade embargo or barricade. They had some kind of trade thing going on. That was big. That was big news back in the day. And it had the Gundams were the Gundams. They were affected. Yeah. 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 Boo. They uh-huh. were the Gundams were powered by the spice. God, I hate and this. And everybody, everybody knows that came before Doom. All right. <laughs> While we're here, Tim. Yeah. Caught up on Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. A fun uh-huh. show full of fun Jedis. Okay. We're running out of episodes to put Watto in. Yeah, we are. Yeah, you we just are. fucking find out. It's the one question that's unresolved in the Star Wars universe. All right, mm-hmm. everything else has been tied up though, perfectly Greg. with a nice little neat bow. Everything mm-hmm. else, neat, neat little bow on it, and it's just the way fans wanted. But now we got this hanging gerund out there of Watto. What is uh-huh. happening with Watto? What is the story of Watto in the comic books? You know, there's that whole thing where there's the did Darth Vader he killed the Tordarian? Did he kill Watto? And if so, why the fuck isn't that the miniseries? Well, the thing, great keen-eyed viewers were noticed. Watto's been there. He was in episode two and four. Oh yeah, no, I know, no, I know, I know. He's been in. Wait, well, he was in episode four. Yeah, he was just of Obi One really, or of no, not of Obi One. He was just really, really small, really small. Yeah, because you have to remember the timeline, Greg. At this point yeah. in the Star Wars lore, he is just so small. <laughs> you got me. 
Yeah. You got me, guys. Uh-huh. You got uh-huh. me, and I'm proud of you. I love you all. <laughs> I love you all very much. Everybody tweeted John Drake and say, hashtag small Watto, big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you're watching live. You yourself, we got something wrong. Oh, here we go. Um, anyways, if you're watching live, you usually go to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. No, that's not right. You know, you're on twitch.tv, and then you go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we got wrong. Denny Denim Co. was writing to say loot boxes are not prohibited in the Netherlands. The Dutch authorities thought they are part of the game. Judge, I don't. Did, I guess the article said that they were against the law. I, I, I think the art. I thought the article about uh, Diablo said it was more the fact of like you got strong laws over there. And that's why they weren't doing it. Yeah, Activision Blizzard declined to make the game available in both Belgium and Netherlands due to the country's strict gambling laws restricting the use of them. So they're not prohibited. They're, I think it's what they're saying, right? Maybe we said they were outlawed. You know, it doesn't mm. matter. It's all cleared up now and everybody knows it, all right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a whole bunch of nerds are trying to argue about Star Wars. Nobody cares, you know? Yeah, Don't just admit, Star Wars came up with Spice. It's a very original idea that Dune stole. Okay. Spice up your life. Every boy and every girl, spice up your life. People all the world, spice up your life. Ah! Roger, who sang that? Is it the Spice Girls? It was it the Spice Girls. Yeah, Roger. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, this has been another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every week, on a variety of platforms, we run you. This is nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. On patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the post-show we're about to do. And, of course, you can watch us record shows like PSI Love You XOXO, the game's cast live. Uh, if that wasn't enough for you, you can watch us rec- record this show live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can get it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can get it on roosterteeth.com. You can get it on podcast services around the globe. Knocked over a photo on my desk. Uh, remember, of course, we are not done streaming on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. After this, myself and Snowbike Mike are going on Road 96, the narrative adventure I started on Switch and it ran so poorly. I said, I'm not going to do this. And then Janet played on PC. She said, This is great. And then I got ported to PlayStation 5. How will it run? Nobody knows, but we're about to find out. If you want to see that and you're not watching live right now, no big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays, our newest YouTube channel that could use your subscription and bell ring for notifications where we put all of our Twitch archives. Your hosts for this week look like this on kind of funny games daily. Tomorrow, me and Gary Witta. Wednesday, Blessing and Janet. Thursday, me and Tim. Friday, Blessing and Janet. Would you look at that? What a good cast of characters. For now, Tim and I have a post show to do. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.